Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to a special edition of the FT Money Show podcast. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's personal finance editor. Now, there's something I've been meaning to ask you for quite a while, but I'm not sure how to say it. It's just that... um, I'm in a bit of a tight spot this month and <clears throat> I, I wondered if you could possibly lend me some money. Um, it's really embarrassing, I know, but my shower packed up, ironically, on the radiest day in London ever. So I've just had to pay a plumber a load of cash and the FT still hasn't paid my last expenses claim. I mean, I'm just talking about a couple of hundred quid. Um, I promise I'll pay you back as soon as I can. OK, obviously I'm having you on, although the details about the plumber and the expenses claim, are actually true. I don't need to ask you for a loan. This is what my rainy day savings are for. But we've decided to start off the FT Money podcast like this to help explore how we feel when friends or family ask to borrow money from us. Now, I expect that listeners with children are very used to being asked, Mum, can you put £20 on my Monzo card? Or being pestered to pay for things that your offspring want to buy online. And you totally have my sympathy with that. But All I would say is wait until they get older. Because the so-called bank of mum and dad is now effectively the 10th biggest mortgage lender in Britain, according to research from Legal and General last month. And parents, this is a staggering figure, are stumping up on average £24,000 in property deposits for their adult children. Now, often, is that money a gift or is that something they want to be paid back? Well, we're going to be talking about that in more detail later, but today's special guest has written in the FT about what happens when the lending requests are the other way around. Alice Cantor's recent column, Why I Refuse to Lend Money to My Parents, is one of the most read and most commented articles on FT money ever. Here to tell us more is Alice herself. Welcome to The Money Show. Hi, Claire. So let's start with the obvious question. Why did your parents need to ask you for a loan? Well, um, both my parents were hurt by the financial crisis. They lost quite a bit of money and a bit of business. And then they were also hurt by the credit crunch. So they couldn't really uh, get loans from banks anymore. So it just so happened that pretty quickly they had difficulty paying mortgage on the house they'd recently bought. So they came and asked for help. And, And we should say at this point, you're quite young. Yes, I'm 27. So um, people might say, well, you know, how come you've got the money to to lend them in the first place? But it's because you're very good with money. 
Um, I don't know about that, but I have been a good saver my whole life. And I think um, I worked really hard to try to put money on the side. And that was always important to me. So I managed to put a lump sum and uh, decided I wanted to keep it. And you were put off lending the money to them, partly because this wasn't the first time that they had asked. Yes, that's right. So back in 2015, I lent my parents some money. Actually, I lent them 10,000 euros. And I had a hard time getting paid back. Um, They had a hard time coming up with the money and I needed it sooner than I thought I would. Um, I graduated school and I had to pay my student fees. I was looking for a job. I just didn't have um, enough money in my bank account to loan my parents in the first place. So. This time around, when they asked again, I thought I'd better reconsider. And you were in a really difficult position because technically you could have got your hands um, on some of the money, at least the second time around, but it would have wrecked your own financial planning. We spoke about, you knew from experience how horrible it felt to feel so out of control that your own finances were then taken away from you. Yes, well, this time around, I had a little bit of money on the side, but I really wanted to keep it. I... I'm paying for driving lessons. I've um, recently moved in with my partner and the bills have kind of stacked up. Um, I've also invested in an ISA and I want to put some money on the side to eventually you know, put a mortgage down or something like that. So I realized that my financial independence and my planning for a future for myself was more important than helping out my parents a second time around. Now, some people might think it's unusual for parents to ask their children for a loan, but you've actually managed to find some research that suggested otherwise. Yes. So I found this report by MS Bank, and they found out that in the last year, 49% of millennials have provided some form of financial support to their parents. The bank claimed that on average, 23 to 38 year olds have given 1,161 pounds worth of financial support to family members over the past 12 months. That is quite a lot of money. And there's even research to say that people who are younger than that are giving their parents money too. Yes, um, they found that Generation Z or 16 to 33 year olds have given also quite a bit of money to their family members. In fact, 54% of them have given money to their parents in the last 12 months. And one of the reasons perhaps that this kind of intergenerational switch isn't more widely acknowledged could be because talking about money matters, particularly within families, is still such a taboo. Now, I think we should address that many of the FT readers who did comments on your article were horrified that you had even written about this topic. Some people had a pretty knee-jerk reaction to my story, (laughs) yes. Um, But while my parents are very much aware of the story, I've um, sent them a draft before it was published and they knew it was coming out. Overall, they were pretty glad that I was able to talk about this openly and open up the conversation about money matters. So I should add that some FT readers... um, enjoyed and were uh, grateful that the story also came out. Well, exactly. And I know that that was one of the biggest motivations um, for you to to write it because you really felt that there were people who were in a similar situation to you. And certainly there were lots of reader comments from people who had also been asked to shore up their parents' finances. So um, I thought we would we would read out a couple of those. Obviously, everyone who, who comments on, on FT 
Um, does so under a pseudonym. So um, some of these names may sound um, a little strange, but um, I'll I'll start, if I may, by um, reading out what Manx Mensch said. Um, They said, I think that what the money is being used for is key. Um, My parents, who came from total poverty, did the best they could for us. I would loan or just give them money in a heartbeat, especially if they found themselves in a financial pinch. Um, As elderly people, they don't really have the means to go out and make any more money. On the other hand, um, he says, I have a lazy, near-to-well, racist brother <laughs> goodness, um, who blames immigrants for all of his problems and many bad decisions in life. He has openly stated in front of family members that I owe him because he is my brother and I am more successful, but I would never loan him or give him a cent and have cut him out of my will. <laughs> it's all coming out here. <laughs> That's quite a reaction. We've got an FT reader who is named supposedly X-Men Longshot. Now he wrote, My siblings and I have come under enormous pressure to resolve cash flow pressures on the business of my father, who is now in his 60s, by lending money. This has in turn put pressure on my relationship with my partner, and I swore to myself never to get into this situation again, even though the money was eventually paid back two years late. My father's business venture is highly risky, therefore I cannot be certain that any loan will be repaid. At the same time, my parents continue to go on expensive and frequent holidays, which my siblings and I are effectively funding. This whole topic is an emotional minefield without easy answers. I envy people that never face these situations. Gosh, I mean, that is a really interesting one. And I think that there were a couple of other reader comments um, where people were just so you could just feel the resentment that had been simmering away for <laughs> for years that they'd lent this money and that the person was enjoying a, a perhaps a, a better lifestyle than than they were but um I'm going to read out this one now from um DAC who says um I've lent money to both of my parents um my mother who swore blind she would pay me back ASAP simply bored me subsequently with tales of financial woe in the hope that I'll bung her some more whilst going on about the new car she's going to buy with a loan she's going to take out just as soon as the current creditors are off her back. I once pointed out that I expected to start to be repaid before any other loans were taken out and she simply burst into tears and threw a tantrum. I shall never lend her another penny. Well, (laughs) it's pretty, pretty extreme um, example there. But I mean, does it surprise you, um, Alice, that so many FT readers have shared stories like this? In a way, it really does, because although these are synonyms, people are really willing to spill out all their family affairs when you tell them that it's good to talk about it. But I think it is. Well, we also had lots of comments on the article from readers who are in the sandwich generation. They might have children asking them for money um, at the bottom end, but then they also face a financial juggling act with their elderly parents. Um, do you want to um, highlight a couple of comments in that area? Yes. Um FT reader Mendicens says, Very sensible and mature advice. I have willingly helped out my elderly father in his later years to enjoy a slightly better lifestyle than his pension could afford. And after he had blown all his assets, including the capital from our family home, mostly on travel for him and my stepmother of 25 years. I wanted him to be happy. Now that he is 90 and very elderly and very infirm, in need of progressively more expensive care, my asset-rich stepmother is looking to my brother and I to fund it. It has been very difficult, having brought this on myself, to say that I will not pay to protect my stepbrother's inheritance, and that 
quote, in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, is a meaningful wedding vow. Wow. I mean, that is, um, I mean, step families, um, I, say, I say this as um, a very happy step parent, they do introduce um, a layer of financial difficulties into families, you know, particularly um, if one of your parents marries again in later life, as we've seen from that example. But you've picked another example, which comes from um, an Asian reader, which um, there were, again, there were similar comments to this, but this is what we felt was the, was the best one. F.T. Reed says, I am an Asian. So giving money to parents is not abnormal in my culture. Filial piety played such an important role in our childhood education. And since my parents were from poor families in a little town somewhere in Asia, it is an obligation for me, the only child, to send them money every month since I started working. It really does feel like having two children whose mouth I have to feed, although I am still single and unmarried. What I have sent home definitely amounts to much more than the 10K. There is no expectation of a payback. Did I complain? To be honest, yes, I did. But life goes on. And having the responsibility actually motivates me to work harder and might have actually made me want to be more excellent than the pack. I really like that comment, although I do you know, find it disturbing, the thought that there are so many people who are looking after um, their parents in this way, partly because I feel that for our generation, you know, we are going to have to be helping them out a lot more at the end, certainly if um, retirement provision doesn't work out the way that they think so. But it is also quite sweet in a way, the way that he says it motivates me to, to work to try harder. harder. <laughs> yes. Well, th- there is something about the um, Asian mindset as well. I mean, you can see shifts and, and differences between Western norms of helping out the parents and Asian norms. And um a lot of the readers were saying, well, I'm Asian and it's it's completely normal for me to give my parents whatever they want. Um, I think there are different approaches to it. but And certainly in the US, um, we had an excellent article written in the FT magazine a few weeks ago about the wave of boomer bankruptcies, um, largely caused by um, people in their 50s and 60s getting into ill health and finding that their medical insurance won't cover the gaps, which again is a very, very different situation from your parents' property loan crunch, um, but nevertheless one that readers wanted to share their stories about. Now, I think for the final segment of today's podcast, I'm going to ask you to talk specifically now um, about how to say no when somebody close to you asks to borrow money, because this is one of the key reasons that you wanted to write about your experiences, to empower people to feel like some of those um, bad examples we've we've heard about how you can find the inner strength to say something difficult. So my first piece of advice is hold your ground. This might seem simple, but once you've decided or not to lend a family member money, don't change your mind. There's a chance they'll look for a solution elsewhere and you might not end up in a tense family dinner situation. If they persist and you quickly fold, your family will lose confidence that you had good reason to refuse in the first place. My second tip Protect your personal boundaries. Financial problems within the family often feel overwhelming. Once you've been asked for money, you'll almost certainly be clued in on some of the financial troubles, and they will want to unburden themselves more if you let them. For me, that meant waves of emails uh, synchronized with phone calls and Facebook messages from my family telling me I urgently had to answer their money concerns. The communications often came during work hours, 
those kinds of pleas from the people who gave you life are hard to ignore and can add a high level of stress to your daily life. So set boundaries. It's okay not to answer emails from your parents when you're at work. It's fine to let phone calls go to voicemail. You can also create a special folder in your inbox that sends all of your family's messages to personal so that you only see them when you're ready. Thirdly, you should look after number one. If you're involved in an accident, the standard advice is to check you're not in danger before you help someone else. Likewise, you have to consider your personal financial situation before lending money to others. In my situation, I realized that if I lent money to my parents, I would derail my own savings goals and weaken my financial resilience. Consider the amount of stress that granting a loan might put you in and how it could affect your future financial stability, especially if they're unable to repay. If lending money is going to strain your finances, hurt your credit score, or harm your financial independence, remember that you come first. My fourth tip, only take your own advice. When it comes to family money issues, people around you will have strong opinions. If you ask friends for advice, be warned, they'll probably have something to say. One friend's verdict was, they're your parents, you owe them. That piece of advice and the guilt trip it led to made me realize that no matter what decision I made, it would be mine and mine alone. So only take your own advice. You might resent others for leading you to a decision you didn't want to make. Finally, making tough financial decisions won't ruin your relationship. No matter what happens, if your family loves you, they'll be okay with your decision. If you're uncomfortable lending money, doing it anyway will hurt the relationship. You'll probably be angry with them for asking in the first place. If you weren't in a position to lend money, it could imperil your finances and put pressure on them to pay you back quickly. If you decline a loan, your family is most likely to respect your choice and move on. It's better to refuse than to build resentment about a decision you didn't want to make. Rather than ruin your relationship, saying no could actually save it. Well, thank you, Alice, so much for sharing those lessons that you've learned. Now, I've known you for a long time and um, I'm in a bit of a tight spot. My showers stopped working. The FT hasn't paid my expenses claim. Um, could you possibly lend me a couple of hundred quid until the end of the month? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very emphatic note. Well, thank you very much again for running through those tips. Now, when we published your article, we specifically asked FT readers to share their own advice for dealing with situations where family members asked for money. So we're going to finish up today's podcast by sharing um, some of those learnings that readers have, have sent in. If I may, I will share the first one, which was emailed in from an FT reader from Surrey, um, who is being tapped at the Bank of Mandad, as we were mentioning earlier on. He says, first, a big sense of admiration for Alice Cantor's facing up to her parents' request. That took guts and a strength of mind fostered by her early experience. Well done. Thank you, FT Reader. Thank you. He says, I recently received a request for a loan of several tens of thousands of pounds from our daughter and her husband to assist with the completion of a property project. They were surprised and disappointed when I offered them less, in brackets, which they took. They felt that they would easily be able to pay us back after five years on assumptions of higher income and higher house prices. I don't think they heard me explaining the risks associated with these assumptions. However, they did hear me when I said that whatever they asked for, I had to multiply by three, since I have three children. If I lent to them equally, then the brother and sister could rightfully expect to be treated similarly which opens up a big minefield, I feel, for many FT money readers. Which do you give to which children? 
He continues, we are in the fortunate position to give rather than lend money to our children without impacting our own needs in due course. But that amount has a limit. Furthermore, the reader says, we are not telling them that the money which could be loaned will become a gift because they have already demonstrated a live now, pay later attitude that I blame on low interest rates. We never thought like this and seeing it now makes us uncomfortable. What do you think of that one, Alice? I think uh, that's a fair concern to have, definitely. And you've got some other um, pieces of advice that readers have sent in. Read us out your favourite. All right. Well, one of my favourites comes from FT Money reader Alex, who got in touch via email. Now, here's what they wrote. Um, My brother and his wife have a child with special needs, which has limited their ability to earn. And despite my brother having a well-paid and skilled job, times became difficult. At one point, things became very tight, and he asked me to lend him £10,000. The problem was that I knew that he would have no facility to repay the loan, and I didn't want any awkwardness in our relationship. The solution that I came up with was to give my brother the money, the full amount, and we agreed that the money would be repaid from any legacy we received when our parents died. We never told our parents that we had agreed this and never spoke of the matter again until the death of our parents. When the time came, the sum was returned to me from my brother's share of the legacy and the matter fully settled. This approach meant that I was able to grant my brother a much-needed loan and that our fraternal relationship was unaffected. I was pleased to help my brother at a difficult time, but I was also able to look after my own financial position. Mm. Well, I mean, again, a really interesting story um, that Alex has shared there. Thank you very much for for, for emailing that one in. Um, two more that we're going to um, share before we go. Um, Mishka um, commented on FD.com um, about Alice's column. This has been my life with my parents. I've only been working post-graduation for two years. I honestly took therapy for me to learn how to say no. Now I just ignore phone calls because I know when they call me repeatedly, it is usually to ask for money. Setting boundaries has definitely helped the most and I do not feel guilty anymore. I need to set up and save for myself first. That's very good. Yeah, I definitely think setting boundaries is one of the most important things you can do. Um, one of my favourite uh, comments comes from Nastro Azuro. I love these names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another one on the Stories website. It was picked up by our social media editor. Nastro says, being close to someone means you provide help and support. My advice, which is effectively how Alice behaved, would be that the first time someone close asks for a loan and you can afford it, you lend. If you refuse, you're changing the relationship. You're saying clearly, we're not that close. But then pay attention to what happens next. If it's hard to get the money back or they keep asking for more loans, then it's them who have changed your relationship. That is when you have to start drawing boundaries and being tough. Well, another great example of why FT readers are so fantastic. Thank you very much um, to all of the readers who commented on the article, contacted us and emailed in. And thank you enormously to our special guest, Alice Cantor, journalist at the FT. And 
if you would like to get in touch and give your two penneth worth on this piece, <laughs> then you can email us. Um, our address is money at ft.com, either to comment on this topic or perhaps to suggest an item for a future podcast. We're all ears. You can also follow us on Twitter for the latest news alerts. Our handle is at FT Money. And you can join our new LinkedIn group. Search for FT Your Money. The FT Money Show podcast was produced in London by Lucy Warwick Ching. We'll be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.